It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast is Wednesday night and that means it's time for another episode of the Kicking Out podcast. I'm Paul Zartman joined tonight by Austin Shepard. Good evening, sir. Cheers. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, well, I haven't made it to get the good tequila yet. Yeah. Well, I don't know shit about tequila, okay? I'm learning. Right, uh, right. But I, I haven't made it to ha- get any Dax Harwood tequila. So tonight we're drinking El Mayor. Um, it's a Blanco, and it's a hundred percent agave, handcrafted, family owned. Um, yeah, hundred percent blue agave. Mm. It's the only thing I could find around here that uh, would fit some of Dax's requirements. Requirements. So I know he's not a Blanco guy. He uh, he likes a little bit different stuff, but this isn't bad. Um, this is the stuff we had um, the last couple of weeks when we did some cheers to uh, uh, the Briscoe, Briscoe yeah. Brothers. So tonight I'm going to have a little bit of this uh, as we start, and then and then we'll go back to the uh, the original, the go to that we have we've had for the last I don't know five years or whatever. All right. Well, while you drink that, I'll drink my uh, my moonshine chaser, my Mountain Dew. Moonshine? You have moonshine? No, I don't have any moonshine. I like I like moonshine. (laughs) But Mountain Dew used to be used as a chaser for moonshine. So, Uh, well, so I've been told. I know you know the internet never lies. So you're saying here, not only does Tanner gonna get me the uh, Casa Azul out of Fort Wayne. I need to get on the uh, lookout for some real moonshine that we could chase it with Mountain Dew. Sure, sure. I can work on that. <laughs> All right. Now, I know we normally cover uh, Dynamite, but we're going to dive right into the rabbit holes tonight because I know you watched it, and so did I, the Royal Rumble. <sighs> okay. Besides the outcome, I was yeah. a little disappointed in the men's Rumble. Yeah, it uh, it didn't live up to the hype, and it started the well, show. First of all, and nothing. This has nothing to do with Cody, but Cody's got his his uh, forever. The only Rumble winner, winner, he's got an asterisk by his name. Twenty nine guys, not thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. You know how much talent. Is I know they're trying to build a, a Ray and Dom storyline heading into Mania. I get it. Plenty of other times to do that. You have two television shows live every week. Give me, give me. Booker T didn't know he's in the Rumble until the pre-show, and then, and then, yeah, yeah, done. God, you got. I was, I was kind of over it. And then you just kind of like brought up all these emotions. But okay, so what you, they should have done, in my opinion, is Ray's music hits. Ray doesn't come out. Dom comes out in his place, wearing the mask, 
is to signify, oh, look, I, I took my dad's spot because he's a weakling and I beat him up. See, here's his mask that I'm going to spend my entire two-mile trip down to the ring trying to rip apart and can't even stretch it. Yeah. Yeah, again, <laughs> there's a reason why I don't watch this every week. Yes. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not harping the, the guys that, that work there. Because there were some damn good performers in the Rumble and on other matches on this card. But, um, yeah, just, you know, obviously it's been all over social media. The high spot of the, of the Rumble was uh, Logan Paul and, and Ricochet. And I, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that move. I mean, it couldn't have gone any other way but that. And... I and you know right before he he took flight, Logan Paul says, "Let's let's steal this shit or let's steal this something." Basically, let's yeah. let's, let's steal a show. And they, I, I would think, on the wrestling sites and fan sites, or hold on, wrestling social media and fan social media, not sites, um, that has gotten more coverage than actually Cody winning the Rumble was. The, the high spot between with the with the midair collision, um, I'm not a I'm not a Logan Paul fan. I'm not a Jake Paul fan. I'm not the Pauls fan. I I, I can't I can't. Well, all right, you're 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 one Paul. Like. It, it's it's the first name, so I'm good. Yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, yeah, they they made their money on YouTube and 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 uh, guys, uh, you know, they're they're gonna. Put some butts in the seats because of signing uh, Logan to a contract. He's a famous name, you know. Same way with Jake and his boxing and all that mumbo jumbo. Um, but hey, and that, I guess nothing to take away from Logan. He's had some pretty good matches. The very few matches he's had, uh, he's athletic. Don't mm-hmm. He's athletic, and he 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 tends to get a. Uh, high spot in, in every match. You remember the uh, match against Roman in Saudi where he did the elbow off the top and he had a camera in his hand. Yeah. Uh, again, it gets some new viewers. I get it, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to buy a ticket or a, or a pay-per-view just because he's on the card. Let's put it that way. No, no, I'm right there with you. But uh, I, I thought the main event was pretty good, so I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, maybe, and and I don't know if this is because Paul's involved, another good Paul I like, Yeah, I don't know if it's him involved, but for once, and even, even I'll even include AEW on this, for once, we got some true, raw emotion involved in a storyline. Oh, absolutely. And, and and it's a storyline we've been building and building. You can tell this has Paul Heyman written all over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you got performers like Sammy and Roman, uh, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I won't say Kevin Steen, but Kevin Owens. Yeah. And I tell you what, the damn Usos, I've been a fan for them for a while and I, I I can't I cannot watch them. They're they're great. So again, awesome awesome main event. Obviously, they I love that. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm just assuming that Trips basically hands it over to Paul and says, "Do your thing." Yeah. And I'll I'll stamp my approval on it. And, and Paul's got full. I want to say full creative because. Creative is such a awful word in the WWE, <laughs> but he's got a lot of leeway to do what he wants and yes. to get what he wants. And yeah, they they produced and it sounds like we're gonna get Roman versus Sammy uh, at Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah, we'll find out for sure on Friday. I'm sure. 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 Somebody but, yeah. will find out. I don't uh, know if I will, but uh, the the women's rumble had. Uh, a little bit more surprises and, and yeah, a little bit. Although, um, before the countdown even starts, we give the uh, 
music for the 30th entrant. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Our music's playing. They realize who it is. And then they go, 10, 9. Oh, fade that out. We already started this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was okay. Did it seem like the women came out faster than the men? I didn't pay attention to the rules segment to see if there was a difference in timing, but it seemed like the women were coming out faster. I felt like more women sprinted down the uh, aisleway than the men. Some of the men walked. Most um, of the men walked. And 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 not not that this this was bad placement, but it, but it was okay before. So Corey Graves and and uh, what's his face? Michael Cole. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Cole and Graves they go live, and before basically they can get their welcome out, a music hits. Yeah, we're and going get, straight to the men's Royal Rumble right yeah. now. And then all of a sudden, here comes Pat McAfee making his return after he had left after college. He went to work for ESPN in college football. Yeah, and. Almost thought Cole thought he was an entrance in the Rumble, which he he said that they they went to him at first wanting him to be in the Rumble, but no way he could get into shape. He got too much going on in life. We all get that. Right. So they literally flew him in, hid him from Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Yeah. And then threw him out there. So those reactions from Graves and Cole were 100% natural. Yes. What a great touch. Oh, absolutely. You didn't tell me he was in. I didn't know. I was FaceTiming him this morning, and yeah. he was in his studio in Indianapolis. Yeah, and and he even gave a shout-out, you know, because nobody likes Boston Connor, if anybody watches the Pat McAfee show. Uh, so I love that Cole gave a, a shout-out to Boston Connor. Uh, Graves made the comment, I'd rather get a root canal right now than have to share the desk with Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, until – Cody, maybe the man. I, I I would see. I would think a little bit maybe bigger than Cody, biggest pop of the night. Well, see here. Here's the difference. When Pat's music hit and everybody popped, Cole and Corey were still talking, so you couldn't get that true fan reaction. You couldn't hear the fans as well because commentary was going. Whereas they went silent when Cody's music hit. Yeah, so that boy McAfee, being an entertainer, man. Oh, absolutely. His comments throughout the night were just spot on. Yeah, and when he, the best part, when he jumped on the back of the chair and started jumping, about fell, had one of the security guys have to hold the chair. Uh, the country singer Hardy was sitting right behind him, front row, which he performed later in the night. Yeah, so made sure to give him a, a shout out. Uh, McAfee did, but I mean, the guy literally the best thing he has ever been at was a punter. And he is just making this uh, media mogul guy just make it. He's gold. Yeah. And he, he has the way, you know, he did stand up comedy for a while. He started this podcast and thing out of his basement. And he's grown it into FanDuel giving him $50 million a year. Uh, you know, get get signed up with uh, the likes of Barstool. Mm-hmm. Loves Barstool. Doesn't like their board of directors because he can't make his own money. Publicly goes out and tells them what he's going to do. Uh, signs up with the NFL films. NFL comes at him about using logos. Calls him out on a show. He's got hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of listeners. I mean, the guy doesn't care. No. And, but it works for him and everybody wants to tune in and listen to him. Just like they want to tune in and listen to us. Yes. And he brought a lot of that to um, the rumble. I thought, because it was great that he, you know, I'm sure he got a rundown of who was going to be in the rumble as they all do. Um, but, you know, he's sitting there, oh, I don't even know who the, half of these guys are. And, yeah. you know, uh, Sheamus and uh, Drew McIntyre, well, they could be a, a great tag team. Well, they were. Oh, oh okay. Uh, you know, what, well, what they call themselves. Oh, we can't say that. Copyright issues. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it yeah. was commentary was probably my favorite thing of the Rumble for a change. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially during the uh, pitch black match. That one got fast forwarded by this guy. You missed nothing. Apart from green shirt guy shirt glowing. I saw that. He's <laughs> great. Good for yeah. Long term storytelling by green shirt guy. Yeah, I fast forwarded through that. Um, it's another one. I think there was another one I fast forward through. I basically um, two rumbles and I skipped around through the Bel Air Bliss match. Yeah, you're right. I did that too. And most of the pitch black match. Yeah. But I'm going to probably skip Elimination Chamber, but mm-hmm. I'll more than likely watch both nights of Mania. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Especially if you've got Peacock. I mean, you're already paying for it. What an awful streaming service, by the way. <laughs> they suck. It's it's crashes half the time. It just, I don't know. I watch it the next day, and it still had spots where it was like skipping around in it. Get, give me the 995 network back, and I am golden. But All right. All right. Well, um, pull us out of that rabbit hole, and we'll get started on Dynamite here. Okay. Show starts out hot with Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, commentary through this one had me rolling. Taz was on one tonight, I think, because, you know, uh, Excalibur slips up and calls him the hangman and Taz is like, it's hangman, not the hangman. So of course, Excalibur throughout the rest of the match refers to him as the hangman. Um, Moxley gets the win on this one. Uh, I wasn't shocked, but I, I, the finish makes sense. Let's go there first. Yes. I love the finish. I love the uh, heat after the finish. And I'm going to call it heat because these guys made me generally think they don't like each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, which we don't get a lot. You know, after a hard-hitting match, a lot on AEW, you get guys shaking hands, hugging, mm-hmm. you know, paying a little respect to each other. <laughs> we got to. We got no respect tonight. And Fingers I, and yeah, I'm I, better than you. It was great. Couple couple f bombs, so I I enjoyed that aspect mm-hmm. of it. I don't think this is the end. Oh no, um, no! So you know this was best out of three. It's going to turn into best of seven. I was going to say, can we turn this best to five? Uh, I'm okay with five too. Yeah, as long as you know what, if they turn into best seven, don't give me the stupid NBA music. I'm over that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, give me. Maybe give me the best of five. You know, we got a pay-per-view coming up down the road. Um, so Get one more match on TV and then have them square off and whatever. Street fight, falls count anywhere. Death by dishonor style, something or other at uh, Revolution. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Hangman a big uh, street fight, death match type guy. Not saying he couldn't perform in one and, and, and make it work, but yeah, he's done a street fighter too. Yeah, he just, just shows up in his jeans and a t shirt. Now, I did like the way they started the match. You know, we got mm-hmm. what, five, six minutes of them beating the tar out of each other around the arena before the bell officially rang. Yeah, um, they, they let uh, Hangman use a table spot during the match. So, it was okay that way, but yeah, I think these two guys just are hard hitting guys in the ring, and I enjoy that aspect of it too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, after we we try to separate Hangman and Moxley, we go backstage to Mrs. Moxley. Renee Paquette is shown backstage with the Bunny and Jamie Hader, and they agreed to no violence during this segment. <laughs> the bunny tells Jamie Hader they were impressed with her last week. She then challenges her to an eliminator match. 
next week, and Hader agrees. However, Soraya and Tony Storm are then shown on a television attacking Britt Baker elsewhere backstage. We knew this was coming. Yeah, we did. And then all you hear is Soraya saying, This is our house! You forgot the British accent. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, I could go without a title eliminator now with the women since we obviously yes. got rid of it on the men's. But, I mean, I would literally love to see Hater go in there and smash her in under four minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and obviously this just gets her doing something why – uh, Britt's going to be attacked for the next couple weeks. Yeah, she's still, uh, if it's a legit injury that's keeping her sidelined, a minor injury, of course, um, this gives her time to heal. Yeah, so, I mean, I get where the storyline's going. They're going to have the AEW Originals versus the uh, WWE move-ins, I guess you would call them. The Outsiders. Uh, you don't use that one. No, but they keep referring to them as outsiders. Yeah, but you you can't call them the outsiders. I agree. Yeah, no, that's just not going to – they're not going to carry the weight that those – No, not Uh, at all. So, yeah, yeah, I was okay with it. Yeah. I was glad it was over. Uh, up next, though, we got the acclaimed in action, and their opponents were already in the ring. Uh, two gentlemen we've seen previously, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. They Turbo. upgraded their gear a little bit since Indy. Turbo, that's stuck. Uh, and of course, what was their tagline? Spin to win? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, Turbo's a stud. Yeah. Um, Although his spot his spot over the top of the rope tonight, he he struggled just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. He was, he was teetering on the edge, man. He, yeah, yeah. Right. Of course, the acclaim called him the bootleg Beverly Brothers, which is always good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, of course, no question about this one. The acclaimed one. Post-match, uh, the Guns make their way to the ring, and they praise the match, but they want a shot at the titles, and they want an answer right now. Bowens reminds them that they're interrupting the top tag team in AEW right now, so they decided to ask the people. Unfortunately for the Guns, the fans say no. When asked if they deserve a title shot, Bowens agrees and says no. This led to them squaring off until Billy Gunn pulls them apart. He says he's sick and tired of it, and they can go ahead and beat the shit out of each other. He walks away as Austin Gunn says he is doing what he did their entire childhood and turn their back on them as uh, he walks out. And he says, you know, why don't you uh, go to the back and do like you used to do and drown your sorrows in the bottom of a pill bottle? That one... That one riled Billy up, I think, a little more than they expected. Billy returns to the ring, but his microphone cuts out. He throws one down in anger and grabs another one and says, you know what, you want to do this? Fine, you've got a title shot. Two things. There was two things tonight that you notice we we didn't really go in depth in the match, but Hangman threw a beer in. In uh, Mox's face. Yes, he did. Figure four on the floor, grabs a beer and dumps it on his face. With Mox's history, I could have done without that. Right. Yeah. Now you talk about um, uh, a sport that we have followed for years (laughs) and and we have lost count of a number of of uh, talent that has been addicted to uh, opioids, pain pills, whatever the hell you want to call them. Yep. I know they're going for the real aspect, right? They're they're, they're going mm-hmm. for tug your heart type stuff. I just don't know nowadays, and I'm not saying I'm getting soft. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just. You just hear so negative. I mean, you know, tell him he, he he drank too much. I don't know. I guess when you go into the 
the other stuff. I don't know. It could rub some people the wrong way. I mean, it hit home, obviously. It, 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 yeah, he was shaking a little bit while he was holding the microphone. Yeah, I mean. More than more than he normally does out yeah, of well, hyperness. You know, I get, you know, you could, you could hit the fact, hey, you were never home. You're on the road 320 days a year. You know, yada, 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 but. I kind of I mean, I obviously we're going to get the match, but I almost could have done without this segment. I really could have. Yeah. I mean, we could have gone a different way to get about it, you know, but eh, it, it, eh, not my favorite segment of the night, but not the worst either. So we'll talk about that coming up, though. Uh, Next, we see Jack Perry backstage as he says he's had an amazing time teaming with Hook, but he's done the tag thing before. This year isn't about that. This time he will be champion again by himself, which is where, Shep, you were hoping they were going with this. Yeah. Not really. No. I, I thought you wanted Jungle Hook over. Like, done with. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. I think they're two, they're two individual talents. Um. I like that he put over Hook saying, hey, he had my back no matter what. I'm going to do this on my own type deal. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jack Perry uh, could be very, very successful as a singles, uh, singles wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of upside. His age, obviously, his look. Even throw his name out of there, you know. I I would love if he got rid of the the jungle jungle boy name and just went by Jack Perry, um, and I think they're leaning towards that because now they start calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry or yeah or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's time now. Right now, I don't, I don't, I don't see a place where he fits in. No. Um. There's there's nothing really for him right now. No, I, I I was leaning one way, but the main event kind of changed that for me. So thought maybe you could get him in the TNT title picture, but eh, not not right now. No, and their sizes might be the same, but I don't know. I, and the, this could have happened, you know, in early AEW that I missed. But has him and Darby ever worked together? Mm. Boy. I mean, two completely different styles. I think they might have once. Maybe. I don't know. Uncle Google will tell me. Yeah. As as Shep would say. Yeah. He's the uncle that half-ass never lies. Um But yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't know. I almost, I almost think he has more of a, uh, more of an ROH feel. All right, I can, I can deal with that though. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I think, I think him and uh, Yuta could put on a match. Him or Garcia could put on a match. Uh, yes, they have. For the TNT title. I'm sure they have at some point. Um, yeah. Looks like they faced off for the TNT title. Uh, it was an April 21st show, so I don't know if this is 22 or 21, but I'm guessing 22. I don't have that good of a memory. I don't know what happened last week, so let I'm, I'm just looking. At, well, I got the, the match card here because he's still with Luchasaurus. So, okay. Uh, ranked number three in AEW with a 4 0 record. So, yeah, early on for Jungle Boy and singles competition. Did I see that Luchasaurus is getting sued over his mask? Oh, I don't know. I thought I saw that somewhere. Anyways. Uh, 21. April 21st of 21. That's what I'm seeing. Uh, But anyway. 
Uh, yeah. Up next, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, and Shep, you can yell at me. Takeshka. That's close. Okay. Versus Brian Cage. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his first name. Uh, and, uh, of course, this one, Takeshka goes over, which I kind of saw coming. I mean, there's no reason for him to lose to Brian Cage. There's no reason for Brian Cage to win right now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but what happened on later in the evening made uh-huh. me feel like they are going to uh, push this guy to the moon. Yes. I guess we'll get in that to a little bit, but uh, I felt like, and I've not been a big Brian Cage fan. No, you have not. Or Orange Cassidy, for that matter. Exactly. But I thought Brian Cage worked really well in this match. He did. He looked strong in this. Uh, the loss here didn't make him look bad. No. So, um, yeah, I, I could go along with with uh, Cage in this one. Um, Takasha was awesome. I don't know if you if you caught early early on. They made a comment about him being six foot two, and Taz saying, "Oh yeah, just an inch taller than me." Yes. Taz is what, like five seven? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, like I said, Taz was on one tonight. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a chuckle out of that. Um, but, yeah, I thought a, for a Brian Cage match, it was very entertaining, hard-hitting, mm-hmm. well done. and Oh, he's billed at 5'9". So he's 5'7", maybe. <laughs> maybe 5'9 with his boots on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're at, and I guess I'm billed at 6'6". Uh, six, six. Yeah, and I'm 6'1". Uh, well, I am six four, so you know. I'm six one, one eighty five. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you just keep telling yourself that. I do. And for the people who don't watch this and only listen, they're probably like, "Well, he probably is." <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, this was a good match, though. Overall, like I said, I was impressed with Cage. Um, and again, this doesn't make Cage look terrible. But uh, I'm I'm ready for that ROH talent to stay on ROH and not be on Dynamite. Um, yeah, I think it has its it has its play it has its moments. Mm-hmm. You can you can cross, um, but don't make it a habit of it where we're not excited about it. You know when or where we get one third of a tag team or of a trios. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, um, but you know. When, when AEW started and the first year, all of a sudden we were getting all these appearances by people outside of AEW out of other promotions or have an AEW talent show up in indie promotions or new Japan at the time, you realize how excited we were about that. Like there'd be no, rhyme or reason for me ever to be a fan of GCW if it wasn't because I saw AEW talent showing up in GCW. I have I've learned more uh, professional wrestlers out of GCW because I started watching it because uh, well, I guess Matt Cardona isn't AEW, but Mox started showing up. Um, uh, ROH talent started showing up when they went um, so yeah, I became a fan there. Um, so it, we were excited about it, but it didn't happen every week, every other week, every month. Right. It happened three, four times a year. Yep. Okay. Let's keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. make it an excitement, make it a reason for them to come uh, cross promote. You know, uh, we'll get into it here in a minute. We had a guy from pro wrestling Noah tonight. Yeah, freaking loved it. You know, obviously the New Japan AEW relationship is okay, but as of what we saw in the last thirty days, pro wrestling Noah 
and AEW are obviously starting the partnership. They sent Sting and Darby over there for a match with the with the uh, Muda for his for his last match. Yeah, and then they sent Timothy Thatcher over for a match with Brian Danielson. Okay. Yep. So we we got some. Like if we could do that, but just not saturate it where it's every week, every other week, maybe once a month, once every other month, you know. Yeah. My thoughts. Yeah, no. My thoughts are that. Hey, we care about your thoughts. That's why you're on here. What are you oh. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thoughts we don't care about come from the JAS, which we saw next backstage. And uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society says Ricky starts to lose to a baseball bat. He lost to them as a group. Sammy Guevara says they came up with an idea for the Garcia Guevara gauntlet. Starks has to beat 2.0, then either Guevara or Garcia. And if he gets through all of that, he will face Jericho. <laughs> so basically, the way they did this, you know he's going to make it to Jericho. Oh, yeah, he's going to make it to Jericho. So you just buried everybody in the JS besides Jericho. Well, yes, you, you didn't. You didn't bury the purple hat. Uh, okay, not yet. Yeah, he wasn't there. Not yet. That, that's going to happen. He'll get thrown in before somehow. I don't know yet, but they're they're going to do it somehow. Yeah, I mean, I really like 2.0. Well, they're not called 2.0 anymore. Uh, yeah, I know, but, but, you know. They're entertaining to me. We don't see them in the ring a lot. Um, and then I think one of the one of the all-time heels right now. And and the reason I give him that accolade is because I can't stand him. I can't stand when he speaks. I can't stand when he smiles. I can't stand when he wrestles. And that's Guevara. I like Garcia. I like him in the ring. I don't like him on the mic. Um, but, yeah, you, I've, to me, you just, you just buried all of them because you know we're going to – and even Jericho says, when you get through them, you got to deal with me. Yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll end up getting purple hat thrown in somehow, somewhere, some way. Don't worry. Nah. Next. <laughs> all right. Up next was Brian Danielson and Timothy Thatcher in a – Hard fought match. Oh, wait, I forgot a segment backstage first. Hold on. Uh, that was the elite, as it's not shown backstage, but they're on a basketball court because it's the elite and they love basketball. Well, hold on, hold on. We're at Wright State University, yes, and they're in the Wright State, looks like an auxiliary gym. Okay, now you want to, you want to have, you want to have, which I have not looked up in a while. But you want to hear a stupid fact about Wright State and a local basketball team of ours? Sure. Um, and again, I have not looked it up in a couple of years. But at one point in time, the leading three-point sh- uh, shooter for Wright State in history um, was a young man named Andy Holderman out of North Manchester, Indiana. Oh, went to Wright State. Actually, played against Bob Knight and IU. They were one of the one versus sixteen seeds back in the day, I think. But yes, just mm. like that. And again, he could have been dethroned four or five years ago. I don't know. But as a kid growing up, I always remember Andy Holderman just used to drain buckets to the North Manchester right. Squires. All right, good old Squires. Uh, we're not even going to get into the squares tonight. That's another rabbit hole. We're not going down that one. When I saw Wright State, I mean, that's the only reason I can relate to Wright State is because, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, so, yeah, they said uh, they're impressed with Top Flight. So they said next week, bring Top Flight and AR Fox, and they'll put the trios titles on the line. And then Stokely, Ethan Page, and Matt Hardy, and – the one private party guy show up. I can't remember which one. 
Uh, and they say they should uh, have a shot at the trios this Friday night since they don't have anything to do this week. Now, what I loved, and I don't know if you caught this, and I had to rewind it to make sure I saw this. Omega was standing there doing the looking for thing, and he's going, I don't see Stokely. Where's Hathaway at? And he's like, I'm right here. I know you can see me. So there, other people are making fun of him for you, Shep. I like it. All right. So I, I, Uncle Google, right? You, Uncle Google. So Andy Holderman was 1990 to 1994. He, he made 197 three pointers. Wow. Okay. He was, a, he is second all time. Grant, wow. Grant Benzinger from 2014 to 18, he made 291. He shot a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Anyways, second all time. Three point shooter. Anyway, next. Next. Uh, Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher, one on one in a wrestling match. Lots of hard hits, lots of damage done to that shoulder. Um, This was the first time I had seen Thatcher, uh, and I was kind of browsing Twitter while this was on just to see what people were saying about Thatcher. Apparently he had a stint in NXT. Oh, you didn't know that? I did not. I didn't watch NXT. <sighs> yeah. Even I, when Cole was on there, I didn't watch NXT. Yeah. Um, boy, him and Tommaso Ciampa had just some bangers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, those guys had to do four-hour ice baths, I'm guessing, after some of their matches. Um, but, yeah, I remember watching him on, on NXT a little bit. Um, I think he got released when when Vince took over, basically, and, oh, okay. and cut all the Triple H talent. Mm. Um, and, obviously, he ended up over at Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan and doing well over there. Um, he did, uh, I think they said he was, uh, at one point tag champions with, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, wow. Um, and I saw that him and Minoru went face to face in one of, uh, uh, Barnett's blood sports that we'll probably get during uh, mania weekend. Hmm. So I, I saw them two go, I think those two went head to head in a match there. So, I mean, he, Definition, just look at his ring gear. Definition of old school, um, definition of strong style. Um, just, I think he's just a mean son of a buck. Hmm. To be quite honest with you. All right. Well, he appeared that way, that's for sure. Um, towards the end of this match, the referees actually t- accidentally taken down, leads to MJF appearing. However, before he can get into the ring, your boy shows back up to Keshka, appears through the crowd, jumps MJF as he fights him to the back. Meanwhile, inside the ring, Thatcher locks in the armbar, but Danielson gets to the ropes, hits a German suplex, following it with the Pisaki knee, and gets the p- victory. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a, a good way to uh, end the match. Um I liked MJF coming down. Uh, Takashina comes in and handles MJF, you know. And they, I think Shivani made two comments tonight that uh, growing up, that was his idol was was uh, was Daniel. Oh, okay. So, Daniel's son, I'm sorry. Daniel's son. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, growing up, so he's protecting you in that way. Um, and then we get a little batch stage segment them yes them two uh still going at it um they get separated and out of nowhere renee pops up renee pops up and says you boys got a match this week i just talked to tony khan yes and you said (laughs) earlier you said you know i want to get away from this since we did in the men's side of things it's an eliminator title match. Yeah, I I caught that. I was, I mean, I remember like Moxley winning the 
title a couple times on a Saturday and then the following Wednesday hit an eliminator match. Yes. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't I don't see why you do those things, but and I don't eh. I don't see MJF uh, winning that match. No, there's going to be something that goes on. Yeah, obviously he's going to win, but yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe title's not on the line; it's just shot at a future title. Which uh, this will be a future title shot. Yeah, this will be the first time we've uh, this will be the first time we've seen him wrestle in 23, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he only wrestled nine times last year, uh, right? And I bet you we don't see him wrestle fifteen times this year. No, no, no. So, uh, so quickly, MJF runs, cools down. Changes shirts, throws a scarf on, throws some sunglasses on, and walks in the door and offers Roosh a briefcase of money and says he has five more of them just like it if he can beat Brian Danielson next week and rip his arm off. So the first mistake was let's go back to Renee Perquette, and that was not Renee. No. And then he comes in completely changed. Yes. So obviously this was a pre-recorded segment, mm-hmm. and it did, it didn't fit. No, not that the segment was bad. Okay, no, it was a good. I love, I love MJF comes in and basically makes fun of Spanish, right? Yeah, I mean, as the as the uh, healer that he is, um, I like Rouge. Um, he doesn't talk very good. Well, no. just. He doesn't speak English very good. He's got to work on that. Vance standing there. He's got a beard now. Yeah, Vance just stands there. I love that uh, MJF made the translator do his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, called him a few choice words. I, I mean, I like the segment, but what awfully awful play segment! This, oh man, this segment could have this segment could have went off after after Samoa Joe. Uh, runs away from Warload. If we had a minute and a half of television left, you cut away, and this is how you end it. Yeah, it's your world champion. You might as well end it with your world champion. Or, or they, even in between Jade's match and the main event, yeah, would fit there better than right after we just saw MJF getting a fight backstage with a completely different outfit on. Yes. So, yeah, props to him for changing so fast. Uh, you know he, he's the world champion, and he he's better than you, and you know it. Uh, yes, he is better than me, and I do know it. Uh, a lot of people are, Chef. Jeez, gotta call me out like that, man. Hey, he's I couldn't change that fast. I'm fat, <laughs> right? We would have gone in there half the shirt button, still buttoning yeah. it up, tucking it in. I could not have looked that uh, groomed. How about no, that? no. Especially after you just messed up your own hair. Well, okay, not for you because you keep it short. But MJF kept keeps it a little longer, and he had it nice and smooth right back out, and yeah. like he had never gotten into a fight. Up next is the TBS Championship match: Jade Cargill, forty-nine and O, going into this match to take on Red Velvet. And the big question is: Will Red Velvet be the one in 49 and one. No, no, she was not. Um, some good offense from her, though. This match went longer than I expected it to. Last time these two faced off early on Jade's career, it was a squash match for Jade. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's some matches that Jade puts on that I'm like, man, she could be really good. Then just imagine I'm like, eh, not so so. This this match was was so so, and and I don't know if it's maybe because of who she's working with. Um, I Brandy two point Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just just wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was fine. What it, it is, what it is. Um, she's fifty and zero now. 
So how long till she drops it? Uh, Double or nothing are all out. All right. You think she'll carry it to the summer at least? Yeah. One of those two shows. The two big shows, I feel like. All right. Um, yeah, so Jade's now 50-0, and 0, uh, picks up the victory. Again, Red Velvet looking good here um, for what she's done in the past. The end of this match was a little convoluted. I know why they did it, but at the same time, why do you send another ref down? Audrey was already distracted, which is what she needed to do. Why do you send another ref down? I didn't get that point. Uh, Twitter didn't seem to like that either, but, you know. Yeah, I just, you had to make sure the distraction was long enough. Yeah. Um, so now she's trying to get the other ref out of here, too. And Yeah, so I would say your uh, next TBS champion will be a returning Thunder Rosa at some point. All right. I wasn't sure if you'd go there or Statlander. Because both of them could be coming back at any time. Yeah. I would say Thunder Rosa over Statlander. So I I can agree with that. Um, Do you have them debut or return after her match and make their intentions clear for the title? Right then and there. You do that or you have her come out and say, look, I've beat everybody on this roster. You 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 send me a surprise at such and such pay-per-view and I'll wipe the, you know, even go to the thing. You send me somebody from any of the other company, yada, 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 and then you have a returning Thunder Rosa, basically. And I'm just glad you didn't do what Tanner would have done and he probably would have said Mercedes. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean... No. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If she's going for uh, New Japan Gold, I don't think she's going to come into AEW and go for TBS Gold. No, no. And see, that's, that's kind of why I'm I'm torn. Tag would be. Yeah. That's why I'm torn on the Thunder Rosa thing because she's already been world champion. That'd kind of be a step down for her. Yeah, but didn't her her and Jade had some beef there right before she got hurt? Right? A little bit, yeah, because I think we were going to eventually set up for that whole Jade Thunder Rosa for the women's title. Yeah, so. And then she'd be two belt Jade or whatever she'd call herself. Yeah, she, Jade's not ready for that yet. No, no. Uh, we go backstage to Britt Baker. In the medical room, she says she's fine. Ruby Soho appears to check on her. Baker says they are Soho's girls who attacked her, but she claims that she had nothing to do with it. Uh, I was... You didn't need this segment. I understand why you did, because, you know, Britt came out to help Ruby, so it's like, well, it's this, and then, again, Ruby's known them longer than she's known Britt, so... And those two just had... A very hellacious feud. Why does Ruby care how Brit is? Yeah, so yeah. I I, yeah, I get like what you're saying you're you're doing there, but eventually obviously Ruby's gonna be with Sarai and Tony if if we're predicting correctly. Yeah. Main event time. Darby Allen, Samoa Joe, no holds barred, TNT championship match. Darby hits the ring with a hoodie full of thumbtacks. I feel bad for the uh, wardrobe person that has to put these things together. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go out with a, a hoodie full of thumbtacks tonight, and the hoodie needs to be two sizes too big on me. Yeah. How, I mean, yeah. How many uh, finger pricks and blood was putting those things on, but – I mean, yeah. typical typical Darby match, just doing stuff that he's not he he shouldn't be around here in the next ten to fifteen years. Um, I'm not sure he will be. But you know the the step the uh, the steps into the ring spot where he 
basically bounced off of him and landed in the crowd darn near on his feet. It was crazy. Yeah, um, Joe throwing him over like he was the freaking T-shirt he just took off. Yeah. The, uh, the dive through the ropes. His And even Shivani called it out. His heel hit the, the ropes. He didn't hit the table exactly. Um, well, the, and I'm pretty sure, and I, I rewatched it, um, the dive spot where he hit the table into Joe, I think Joe got cut open the hard way there. I think so. I don't because if you look at the cut, it's it's above the eye and it's vertical. Yeah. Where that's not obviously where they would would do that. Right. Um, so I think that was was uh, unintentional, but it just it is what it is in the type of match. Oh yeah, it's bound to happen anytime you're in a Darby Allen match. You know, then and then Darby exposing the uh, boards on the ring. What? Yep. Uh, taking the uh, foam out. That couldn't have felt good. No, it does not. Um, so, uh, overall, a typical Darby match. Um, yeah, I can. It makes sense putting the belt back on Joe, the King of TV, self-proclaimed King of TV. King of TV, and then I actually I think we talked about it last week. Where the heck's this guy been? Uh, yep. At the end. Oh, Warlow, obviously new haircut, high and tight, and uh, you know tries to take care of Joe, and Joe rolls out of there before the power bomb. But yeah, so security gets a power bomb. Yeah, I didn't catch who it was that got the power bomb. Well, you know, Turbo used to be in the security field back in. I think he was security when he was breaking up MJF. Was he okay? I didn't see. I that. think so. I, well, there were two blonde guys there. Yeah, there's a short-haired guy this time. But uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Typical Derby match uh, makes sense putting the belt back on Joe, like you said, the king of TV. Um, obviously, we got a, a ROH pay per view coming in March. I think right. Uh, yeah, it's after Revolution. Yeah, I, I think know. it's like the week after. I don't necessarily want to see a Warload Joe match again. Maybe we'll get that at Revolution. Um, but obviously, Joe's going to be on that card. So, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super card of honor. Oh, March 31st. So, yeah, we got two months yet. Yeah. It's got time to build it. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> it is TK who occasionally forgets to do a storyline. So, all right, Shep, um, we, we've made it this far with only one or two rabbit holes. So I'm pretty impressed. I was I was guessing four or five tonight, but uh, I was originally going to limit you to five. So we're good. <laughs> um, wrestler of the night. Um. Man, uh, I'm gonna go John Moxley. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going to go because it was new to me. Timothy Thatcher. Something different on TV tonight. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of that hardcore feel, but yet it was a more of a wrestling match than anything. Correct. So yeah, uh, I'm good with that. Um, Rating for tonight. Um, overall, solid show. Uh, I'm going uh, solid uh, six eight. All right, now I'm just looking like I'm going higher than you. I'm going to go seven two. Yeah, yeah. If you look, if you go back on the last, I don't know how many episodes we've done together. Yes. <laughs> if you would compare, if you would compare our our. Uh, numbers those have got to be pretty close to what we've done in the past so yeah yeah and i gotta say uh in the i don't know how long kop has been doing this since 21 i think uh you can tell the 
the new toy feel has kind of rubbed off because we were up at eight and nines a lot in the beginning and we're coming down to the sixes and sevens now in our ratings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think, you know, we're what four years in dynamite, right? Yeah. So I think it should be held to a different standard. Oh yeah. Just because at first, you know, even though Tony had a, some veterans there, uh, some of the guys were new to television. He was new to television, um, especially with the book. Mm-hmm. As we saw on Raw 30, having the book's not this easy, guys. No. <laughs> uh, but that was a great Triple H. Triple H. Group, I, I loved that from him. Yeah, that was great. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a solid show. Uh I could have done without a couple things. Um, yeah. But hey, that's 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 why we're the podcasters that can critique it and they're the guys that actually produce it with all the money involved. So Exactly. We we don't get paid yet to do this. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. When we're five star KOP. <laughs> I was leaving that for FTR. 7.1 star. Ooh. I don't know if Dax will like that. I'm coming for you, Dax. (laughs) Different rating scale for podcasts compared to wrestlers from Meltzer. Yes. Yes. We might get lucky to get five star one day. I don't know. In Canada, we'll probably get five star pretty soon. Dude, Canadians love (laughs) shit. Yes, they do with all of your uh, NHL knowledge. Tons. tons. Yes. Yes. Marty, Marty, Marty McSwirl. He's me boy. Look him up. Uh-huh. Uh, I was told um, as I was putting together the new intro for the show that you pronounced his name wrong. So, Marty McSwirly? Yeah. Ask the professor. Oh. I was I was seven beers deep from the course and three bottles deep from the <laughs> round, and there was this guy on stage. And I thought his name was Marty McSwirly. So, man, I think you're close. Is but, it McSwirly uh, or McSwirly? Uh, I don't know. All right, he, the, yeah, and then I'm going to text it to you, and you're going to go, "That's what I said." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how it's pronounced. So. All right. Um, hey, be sure to follow the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you follow uh, or listen to your podcast. Yeah, sure. Let's try this all over again, shall we? Uh-huh. Yeah, take 75. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating because, well, Sheb wants to be seven-star KOP, but we're shooting for five-star KOP. That's the goal. You got to start small and then you make your way up. FTR didn't become seven star FTR overnight. Okay. Yeah, they did. But in a sense, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, be sure to follow the kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod. Check out kickingoutshop.com. You can get some great merchandise from uh, the kicking out podcast. You can, Support a great podcast. Look great doing so. Be sure to follow Austin Shepard at the Shep27 on Twitter. Be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. I'll still go ahead and throw out uh, the temporary KOP champion, uh, Tanner Lee. Be sure to follow him at Tanner Lee92 because uh, he's the young pup. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts here, Shep, before we officially close this thing out? Nope. It was a decent show tonight. Enjoyed it. Uh, we got a lot of good professional wrestling for the next, uh, what, about 60 days? Yeah. We got a lot to cover. And a lot of independent stuff, obviously, with WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of big names that we actually didn't talk about. That's a free agent from New Japan. But, yes. Oh, well. Uh, are we going to get into another rabbit hole in the close? No, 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 we're done. We're done. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah, we got uh, a lot to a lot of, to look forward to coming up. Pretty exciting. Again, it's it's WrestleMania season, 
So a lot, a lot of stuff going on, a lot, a lot of events going on. Anything can happen. Um, anything can happen. Surprise appearances. And uh, so, yeah, I would say here coming closer to WrestleMania, you better get ready to have a little extra long podcast because the rabbit holes might get deeper. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, let's shoot for that one on April 19th, but that's post WrestleMania. That is post WrestleMania. <laughs> so we'll do it ahead of uh, WrestleMania. Maybe we just won't even talk AEW and we'll just talk uh, strictly rabbit holes. I don't know. I mean, tune in for the rabbit hole episode of the Kicking Out podcast coming soon. <laughs> we're, At least we're warning everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a choice. <laughs> You'll know because it'll just say rabbit holes in the title. That's all it'll say. Yes. <laughs> all right, Shep, thanks so much for joining uh, me this week. And uh, hopefully we're back to a three-man crew next week if, you know, somebody decides to stop dribbling balls. <laughs> he at least could have went to a better game than he went to tonight. But we'll, that's a whole other conversation. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that rabbit hole for next week, too. Yep. For Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.